Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakers Silver Screen and Roll Podcast. I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. And we have reached a point of the offseason where in Lakerland, Alex, the biggest news of the day is that Space Jam 2, LeBron James' movie, <laughs> has a new director. That's right. That's today's top story. I'm just kidding. But it is the biggest <laughs> thing that happened. It is the biggest thing. I guess the most headline-grabbing thing that happened was that um, Space Jam 2 has a new director. Yeah. Surprise Woj didn't break this on Twitter himself. But, uh, yeah. Do you, does Woj have Hollywood connections? I would. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. It seems like he, he has connections with everyone. So that, that would have been pretty great if he would just troll everyone and start breaking uh, film news at this point. It's funny because we're reaching the point of the season where like Adam Schefter for the NFL is coming back into my timeline. Mm -hmm. He had some like breaking like contract stuff and then uh, he got slammed because he tweeted something about like Buffalo Wild Wings or something. (laughs) And like we're just in a dead part of sports in general. I know if you watch tennis, you'll probably be like, what are you talking about? That just happened. But um, I mean, basically, it's July baseball right now. Um, there are things that we definitely want to talk about because if you listen to this podcast network, uh, you might, you might hear some topics that get repeated, but I think, you know, everybody has their own opinion on, on this Lakers team and the direction and, and expectations. So I think it's, it's perfectly appropriate for us to piggyback on what Harrison and Anthony were talking about. Um, which was very interesting to me, Alex was, um, the Lakers general manager, Rob Palenka's quote. Uh, during Anthony Davis's introductory press conference, which he said, and I'll just quote it directly because I don't want to screw it up. For us, anything short of championship is not success, mm. which I found incredibly interesting. I don't know about you, just off the top, like my gut initial reaction was just like, oh, dude, this guy's setting himself up for failure. Like, I don't understand why general managers come out and say things like that when he's already on under so much pressure and scrutiny uh, what did you think when you first heard that quote from Rob Lincoln? I, I, yeah I kind of thought the same thing because um, Lakers fans are kind of familiar with these our general managers and owners kind of making these not well he didn't make a promise but making these kind of the, these claims that you know if I don't reach the playoffs or if I don't sign that second max star I'll sign down or I'll step down so Rob is kind of maybe following a little bit in those footsteps by kind of making a claim here that if they don't win a championship that the season's going to be, you know, considered a failure or something, which is kind of where the Lakers have always been. It's always kind of been championship or bust for this team. It's just kind of, it goes along with the course for this franchise and being a Laker and playing for the Lakers. So, I mean, in some way it is kind of setting himself up for for failure. And, you know, if it's really hard to win a championship of this league and he more than anyone knows that there's always someone trying to get your job and, and waiting for you to fail so you can take that job from someone else so i i mean it's something you almost you kind of have to say but don't want to say at the same time but mm-hmm. i i don't know where, where you stand with it i just thought it was something that sounded it kind of echoed the voices we've heard prior to plinka who are in power yeah it's kind of um I, I just think I have different expectations for the Lakers, probably because um, I'm I'm just a naturally pessimistic person when it comes to sports. I've I mean only one team wins. There's 32 teams in the league. Um, I think 
that I fall along on the lines of what Anthony Davis said. And that's what was the next part of the story. Um, because Anthony Davis told Rachel Nichols that I'll just read his quote too. So I don't screw that one up. Uh, he said, NBA is wide open. Anybody can win it all. And I think for the first time in a long time in the NBA, that is 100% true. I think to say the Lakers are the favorite or the Clippers are the favorite or the, the Bucks or whoever you want to throw in there, the Sixers, I think, yeah, if you want to bet, that that's a Vegas thing. But I don't think there is a favorite in the NBA. I think there's so much change. I mean, even the Nets are going to look different. I, obviously, they're going to look different in two years more. But I think this league is incredibly wide open. The parity's there for the first time. Um, and then if you look, if you really break it down, just look at the West. If you're looking at Vegas odds, six of the top eight teams are in the West. So I think the Lakers are going to be battling all year. And I, I, I know I'm going to say sound absolutely crazy and people are going to like rip me on Twitter. But I truly believe that the Lakers are going to be battling for a playoff position. Oh. And, I, and I say that. And in my mind, I really think that it's going to be like eight and three seeds are going to be incredibly close this year. Maybe even eight to two my, or eight to one. Like, I think this Western Conference is going to be so tight this year. And, you know, freezing cold takes and old takes exposed can get me. But <laughs> I just I just think that I truly, truly think that the Lakers and every team in the West is going to be battling for a playoff position this season. No, I mean, I get I get where you're coming from. I, I think also it's worth pointing out that so many teams have changed dramatically this summer, and it's kind of hard to predict what they're going to look like come regular season. Like, just looking at the L.A. teams, like, we don't know how Kawhi and Paul George are going to mesh. We don't know how LeBron and AD are going to mesh. Like, theoretically, mm-hmm. th- that fit should be fantastic, and that should be great. But we've seen how when you get these new dynamic duos that it takes some time to mesh and adjust, and sometimes it doesn't work out. And so many teams now have different have completely different rosters like houston now has to deal with harden and westbrook and we don't know how that's going to work out um you know a, a lot of these teams now have these kind of star duos where it's not so much the super teams anymore but more balanced and and, and solid teams with stars on them so like i i mean i'd be shocked if the lakers didn't make the playoffs but i get where you're coming from it's going to be more competitive and it's I do think they'll make the playoffs. Like I do think that, but I think it's not gonna it's not gonna be as easy or as given as people think it is. Absolutely. And we don't know, you know, hopefully fingers crossed that LeBron and A D stay healthy all year, but yeah. We've seen how injuries have bit this team so many like the last three or four years it seems like this team is cursed by I don't know who cursed this team or what's going on, but yeah. I I think Laker fans know that injuries are always should be taken into consideration when predicting these types of things and but, I mean, it's cool that AD is confident. Like, all these interviews he's giving so far, he's talking about parades. He's talking about championships. So, I mean, it's cool that he seems dedicated and he has a goal in mind. And uh, I mean, it's just really hard to predict or, or say one team is the fra- favorite, like you said. So right. many teams have... And I think... Yeah, so many teams have... There's to less sexy teams. No, go ahead. Sorry, I keep cutting you no, off. I ahead, just think ahead. that there's, le- there's less like recognizable team names that are going into next season more established than all the teams you mentioned about going with change like the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz if anything they got stronger yeah and their con- their core is absolutely intact and if you want to say the Lakers core of Rondo McGee 
uh, Kuzma, LeBron, and somebody else is coming back. I mean, they're not going to be playing like together as much as they did last year out of force. And then LeBron played 55 games last year, so he didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, on-court experience with the guys that are coming back anyways. Um, so I think those two, that's what I mean, like, by every, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, Nuggets Jazz at the top. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Clippers Lakers at the top. I agree. Like, yeah. it really wouldn't surprise me either way. But, I mean, for Rob Palenka, well, I guess where we got started, to say it's championship or bust, basically, like, if we don't win a championship, we didn't have a successful season. I mean, that's great to say, and it's great that he has that confidence in the roster that he built. I mean, it, it adds pressure to himself, I think, more than anybody in the organization saying that. Um, I just don't think you need to put expectations that high when you have such a fresh, new-looking roster. Yeah, and I think also worth noting is when he said this, or in context to when he said this, is you have to remember Anthony Davis is going to be a free agent. And Rob Polinka and this team and LeBron and the organization have to kind of prove to him that this is a place that's about winning. This is a place you came to because you think this is the best place for you to win. And if you're setting these high standards, it maybe kind of tells AD, you know, we're as you know, invested in this as, as you are. And I think Rob is kind of echoing what Davis has said so far. So I think a lot of this has to also play into showing Anthony Davis that Rob himself can say hey i can i can build this team into a competitive championship winner if you're if you're in it for the long run and i think that's something that's important to remember this season that this is almost like a audition season for the lakers with ad we kind of saw toronto try mm -hmm. this with Kawhi last year and, and even though they won the championship he went elsewhere but i think ad wants to be in la and i think them going far or setting these standards high kind of show to him that this is somewhere he can commit to long term yeah, for sure. And like you said, he has not signed. And he said he's not going to sign during the season. He's going to be a free agent again next offseason. Now, it could be as quick as Clay Thompson or it could be as quick as, you know, signing the day of that he can. But um, he did s tell Rachel Nichols over the weekend that um, I'm not I'm going to be a free agent next summer. So, I mean, if I put my worst case scenario apocalypse hat on, it's going to be like, you know, what if what if. The Lakers have another disastrous season like they did last year where they only went 37 games. If LeBron gets hurt again because he's getting older, if, you know, they're just like kind of stuck playing guys that they weren't expecting to play a lot. And then why would Anthony Davis kind of come back? You know, it doesn't really make sense for him to do that um, if he has better options elsewhere. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary to think about. 12 months from now what could happen but it's also very exciting which is like the great part of the offseason is that you go into any regular season especially when you have lebron and ad on your team with probably a lot of confidence and a lot of uh expectations just like rob palinka so i get it like i said but i think i'm leaning much more on the side of anthony davis saying that this is a wide open season yeah um i'm hoping that the lakers obviously have a better season than 37 wins um, I'm hoping that I think everybody obviously is expecting that they will, but I mean, father time catches up to everybody. I we've seen it with Kobe. Uh, we've seen it elsewhere. I just hope it doesn't happen this year with LeBron James. Yeah. And, and just as a fan watching the games, these games are going to mean a lot more than they have in the past two or three years where the stakes are going to be there. You know, this team has to make the playoffs this year. This team has to make a good case for themselves in terms of, convincing ad to stay and 
I think those games, those Tuesday night games against like Atlanta or, or Charlotte are going to mean a little bit more, you know, than they have because this team has to prove that they can get into the playoffs finally and and be a champ. Not, I mean, if they don't, even if they don't win championship, contend for a championship and be right there and, and not look so, you know, dire and, and like bleak and there's no direction for the team. For the first time, this team has like a foundation in place with AD and LeBron and there's a formula set about what they're trying to do. They added shooting. They their free agency, although not getting Kawhi, they took the right steps and who they targeted to fill around these guys. And I think so far that's encouraging. But they kind of have to show that they that can you know transfer onto the court. And I think for fans watching, that's going to be really exciting, but also nerve wracking for the first time in recent history. And also something that's not getting a lot of attention is the fact that, yeah, it's a new team with Anthony Davis and, and, a, and a lot of big-name free agents, um, but it's a new coaching staff. Yeah. It's a brand-new coaching staff. It's going to be a new system. Luke Walton, his staff, is gone. You got Frank Vogel coming in with Jason Kidd, and they just hired a incredible assistant coach that everybody seems to love, including like Kobe and Kawhi and Kevin Durant. Every, everybody loves Phil Handy. So, I mean, it's a whole new staff. And I think that's going to be equally as important is what system are they going to implement? Like, what are we going to, obviously we're expecting a lot of three point shots this year, right? Yeah. Frank Vogel said himself that he values the three point shot more than anyone in that, in this past year off that he studied other coaches and he's talked to other coaches about where the game's going and he's already spoken about how he values analytics and the importance of the three-point shot over like a contested mid-range shot and getting to the free throw line so so far Vogel said all the things you want to hear um but it's going to be interesting to see how this coaching staff meshes with a guy like LeBron and AD who although they have been in good offensive systems it's because they've kind of been the offensive systems where the team kind of just revolves around them so i wouldn't be surprised if the team doesn't look drastically different on the court but they might be more effective because lebron now has like a really good uh like plan b on his side with anthony davis yeah absolutely man and um for those that don't know about um phil handy he's been an assistant coach he started with uh, mike brown here with the lakers followed him to Cleveland so he got to work with with Kobe here and Pal Gasol here he also got to work with LeBron and Kyrie and then when Mike Brown left he uh, went to Toronto in the last season he got to work with Kawhi and he had that he's the one that posted that infamous picture in the summer of last year where it was uh, Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant and a bunch of other yeah. guys playing in the summer together uh, that was Phil Handy he was the one that was in the middle of that picture um, and now he's a Lakers assistant coach so obviously someone that people trust and then someone I think that people don't trust is Jason Kidd. <laughs> and he's all so it's kind of an interesting dynamic there in the Lakers locker room. Yeah, and a lot of star players have kind of come out and praised this move about getting Phil Handy on the staff. And Handy's been credited for her helping Kawhi get his handle and improving his handle in Toronto. And he helped Kyrie and LeBron in Cleveland. So he's got a really, you know, impressive track uh, record and, and a really good resume. So it's encouraging to see the Lakers kind of go out and target these these top guys on the market and be able to bring him in like they weren't able to get Ron Adams from Golden State but it's encouraging they at least like targeted him and that's something right. that's and got him yeah I mean they almost got him that would have been a huge hire if they would have got Ron Adams but I mean as long as they're trying and they're targeting the right people I'm happy and uh, I mean Jason Kidd 
we have no idea what's going to happen there. He's the highest paid assistant coach in the NBA, so he's going to have an important role on this team. I just hope that his time away from Milwaukee, he's kind of done some research and improved his coaching outside of like faking dropping a water cup on the floor for a timeout or something. <laughs> so I showed my hand early on and I said the Lakers are going to struggle for playoff seating. I think I said they're going to struggle to make the playoffs. But I, what I meant to say was they're going to struggle for a good playoff seed. Oh, don't I do think, I do think they're going to make the playoffs. But it's it might be an eight seed. I'm not even kidding. It might be an eight <laughs> seed. Uh, what did what do you think? Like if you just had to guess at the moment, uh, what do you think the Lakers will finish at around? I think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, seeding wise, I'd probably say like around. I think four or five probably sounds around right. I think yeah. it's going to take them a little bit to get adjusted. I think as always with new teams and a second star, it takes a little while to get going. But I think for this team specifically, I don't think the seeding itself is going to matter as much as it's had in previous years. I think whoever they face off in a seven-game series, they got as good of a shot than, as anyone. Because when you got LeBron, Anthony Davis, and a guy like Danny Green on the perimeter, it's that's a really formidable formidable team and i think the warriors have kind of weakened and the rest of the rest is kind of weakened and i think the lakers have a good shot and if they can get home court advantage even better yeah it's going to be interesting i know i'm in the minority that that says like oh yeah it's going to be a struggle but um i just think i'm a little tainted too from last season like nobody was <laughs> expecting that <laughs> uh, yeah. so i i'm still a little tainted from that but i mean obviously so much has changed um going forward um, another thing that we also wanted to talk about, and we kind of had already did touch on it a little bit, was the fact that Rob Palinka and the front office, whoever it actually may be, um, like has they have they changed your mind about their capabilities of building and managing and creating an, an organization that can breed success? Because I think from the outside looking in, which we all are, last year was just a disaster. There's just an overall organizational disaster. There's just continuous drama surrounding the Lakers, and it stemmed from the front office more than really on the court. This offseason, obviously, Magic bounces, and they don't replace them, so it's kind of Rob Palenka's show, we're led to believe, even though it does sound like the Bus Brothers are more involved. Obviously, we know the story about Linda and Kurt Rambis. So has this front office organization swayed you obviously they got a lot of games to win but has they have they already swayed you into thinking that they're now capable of breeding a successful organization yeah i think they're on the right track for the first time in in some quite time here and i think they kind of had a bumpy start with the coaching search i think how they handled the tyrone Lou thing was was a bad look and they kind of botched that but I think since then, they've rebounded nicely and they've done kind of the things you would hope they would do. You know, they got a guy like Frank Vogel, although he was kind of like their third option. They got him and they at least try to get a veteran coaching staff with him. And uh, hiring a guy like Handy was a great signing. And how they approach free agency, like I I think waiting for Kawhi was always going to be the right move. And even though they got mm-hmm. burned by that, they rebounded really nicely. It looked like... They, it obviously it was obvious they had a plan B in, in place with a guy like Danny Green and the rest of the roster, so it wasn't like they were lost after they lost uh, after they lost out to Kawhi. It looks like they they did a good job at targeting guys that they were supposed to. They finally added shooting. I wrote a piece uh, yesterday on Silver Screen a Roll about how this team has been a horrible three point shooting team in in years, and it looks like they're finally going to be 
at least average to above average this season. So it looks like they've learned from previous front office mistakes and they've kind of are heading in the right direction. How, how about you? Do you think that they've done yeah. enough to kind of sway you in that direction? Before I answer that question, can I ask you just a quick question? Of course. Do you think they, do you think they stumbled into a better head coach than Tyron Lue? I, I, I don't think so. I think Tyron Lue is a better head coach than Frank Vogel, but I'll say okay. that Frank Vogel, like he, he said a lot of good things so far and he, it's going to be interesting to see how he coaches next year because he had last year off to kind of scout other coaches and he's kind of come out and said that his philosophy has changed and, and he's a different head coach now. So we might be kind of underrating Frank Vogel at this point because we yeah. don't really know what he's going to look like next year. One thing that I know that they that they definitely looked into was that they're going to avoid a lot of um, – I don't know if sarcastic, what the right word is, not sarcastic, but they're going to avoid a lot of headlines about LeBron coaching this team, about it being LeBron's team, about, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think not having Ty Lu creates less media drama. Not, I'm not even saying it's going to affect the team, but as, as far as perception goes, if they struggle, it's not going to be like, you know, there's not going to be those headlines pointing at Ty Lu and, and LeBron James, kind of like, I think they they stumbled into a much quieter, um, less distracting head coach, and to me, that's an improvement. And I, I yeah, I, I know Ty Lue won a championship, and I know he has success in Cleveland. So I'm not trying to say he's not a good head coach. I just think that Frank Vogel is the type of head coach that this organization needs going into this year. After all the craziness media circus that happened last year the loudness the it was like we knew everything about the lakers at least it was reported that we knew everything about the lakers and i think that's just gonna like go away as far as the front office and head coaching office goes like that's just not gonna be there with frank vogel he doesn't give me that vibe at all and i like that i really like that but how how would you do you feel secure with frank vogel with a guy like jason kidd on his staff though how do you feel right, about that's that? the one that's going to be that mean that's the one that's going to be that's that's the headline that i think we're going to get i think it'll be quiet if the lakers have early success if the lakers have some early on success or if they show signs of being a good team i don't think those headlines are really going to go anywhere now if they struggle and it's january and february and they're struggling and they're not really making that push like we thought they would then yeah those headlines are going to pop yeah. up real real quick yeah that's but i mean i mean how much I mean, I guess it's the Lakers, so you can't really say that. But I don't. How much attention is that going to get nationally? But it'll probably get a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Lakers. It's the Lakers. Like yeah. Um, when you get AD and LeBron on a team, and and say they're they struggle out of the gates or, or they're not meeting expectations, it's going to be a natural uh, prediction here that there's going to be Jason Kidd rumors or Frank Vogel in the hot seat rumors. So I'm just a little nervous about how Vogel performs under that type of stress because we saw Walton last season kind of kind of wilts because of all these these rumors that he was going to get fired and he kind of already knew he was going to be fired and it, it's kind of a tough work environment where you know you might not be wadded and the guy on on the bench beside you might be taking your job you know so i i just hope vogel gets some type of commitment from this team where they, they can tell him like hey you know you're safe like i mean they did that with walton last year too but uh yeah it's it's good yeah i don't i i hope not i because i like vogel i think he's a solid hire and I think defensively, he's a great, you know, coach for that that side of the floor, which is what they're going to need. But it's going to be interesting to see how this Jason Kidd dynamic plans out. Mm-hmm. Um, to go back and answer the question, do I feel that the front the front office has changed my mind? Uh, yeah. Um, but 
for me, I'm kind of a little different because I put a lot of the blame on what happened last year with Magic Johnson. And I will continue to, to believe that Magic Johnson created a lot of this drama. Um, I mean, even this offseason, the two, like, he kind of, like, threw a wrench in the plans or kind of, like, created drama for the Lakers when he wasn't even employed. <laughs> um, you know, the first day, the, the introductory press conference for Frank Vogel, he goes on first take and just burns the yeah, place down. Yeah. Talking trash about Rob Palinkin and he's a backstabber and, <laughs> and talking trash about the front office. Like, that, I, I never, I, I swear to you, dude, I never even saw Frank Vogel's press conference that day because I was watching Magic Johnson oh, clips man. all day. Like, that's how, so, like, that was one of the big things that he did this offseason. And he's not even employed. And then the whole Kawhi meeting, like, obviously, it was, they wanted secrecy. They didn't want everything out there. And he meets with them, and we know everything about it an hour later. And uh, I, I think that a lot of the drama that was caused last year was just magic being magic. He's not necessarily built to be a president of basketball operations for an NBA team. That's not his personality. I mean, how many times did he get fined for tampering just for being himself on Jimmy Kimmel yeah. or whatever he was at? Uh, I just think it that's magic being magic. I don't dislike magic. I love magic Johnson. He's one of the best Lakers of all time, but I think he caused so much drama within the team that him being gone is already a plus. And then, yeah, I do like what the Lakers did this offseason. Obviously you land Anthony Davis check. Uh, you wait for Kawhi Leonard. I think everybody thinks it was worth it because you still got a solid, solid roster after that. I think without playing any games, without you know seeing any success on the court, yes, they. Uh, I like what this front office has done with a little asterisk saying, but I blame Magic Johnson for a lot of the other stuff. So <laughs> it, It's just funny that like the only time this Lakers like team has leaked it all this summer is when Magic was involved. Like the phone call, like you mentioned, we we found out every question and every answer that was given on that phone call within like hour after it was yeah. reportedly happened. And besides that, like we these free agent signings the Lakers had were kind of out of nowhere. Like there was no like tweet like previous that said like oh Lakers are interested in this guy, Lakers are interested in that guy. They just happened. Like the signings just happened, and that was kind of different than what's been kind of the common for the courts with magic and in, in, inside the front office where last summer we kind of heard every single step along the way of what was going on and with him gone things have kind of tightened up a bit and there's less leaks now so yeah i mean at least the front office is less quiet now if anything and that's that's yeah. definitely a good thing that's definitely a thing because like like rob is a weird dude but one thing he's not is like a blabbermouth to the media and obviously genie bus has really closed the door on that too like yeah. she uh, she talked at the espies and I don't think I've seen her talk anywhere else unless I missed it. Um, and even at the ESPYs, I was like, what, six minutes, seven minutes? It was short, so, yeah. Yeah, it was very short. So, yeah, if anything, if anything, the Lakers front office is going to be quiet, I think. <laughs> unless, you know, Jason Kidd is like the head coach in December somehow. Or unless Magic which, goes on ESPN again or something like that. Which which I'm sure he is. <laughs> I I. I have, has I think isn't ESPN like shaking up like their pregame show? I, I heard. For, yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Magic is working at ESPN again. Oh, like God. he lets, he loves doing that. Like that's what Magic is built to do. Like Magic belongs in a studio. Obviously, he's a great businessman, but I'm saying like his personality belongs in a studio, like a Charles Barkley. It may not be the most informed opinion. He may be just talking with his heart, but 
Magic, that's what Magic was built to do. He's a showman. That's He was built to be on TV talking about basketball, talking about his favorite players. You know, he keeps tweeting about the Lakers. He basically <laughs> called their he keep he basically called their starting five unstoppable in the fourth quarter. Like he legit said that this team might be unstoppable in the fourth quarter. And so, yeah, I, um Magic being gone is a good thing. This front off this current front office is doing good so far. Uh, the roster, we both liked it. I think you gave it a B plus. Yeah, I think like a solid, solid B. B. Yeah. And I gave it an A minus, uh, even though they didn't get Kawhi. <laughs> and even, even though they brought Rondo and KCP back, I'll forgive them. But, um, yeah, I think we love I, – I know I love the direction that the Lakers are going because I see it going up. Yeah, I, yeah, the direct – like, I think the best thing about what's going on now is there is a direction. We know where they're going and what the plan is and what they're going to build around and – with these guys they signed, it's two-year deals. So even these guys might have some security next summer that they're going to be on the team again. You know, So I think at least there's not going to be as much roster turnover like it's been the last few years. We can finally start rooting for an actual team that's going to be together for at least maybe two seasons where before that every year was a brand new team and new new rookies and new coaching staffs and new people in the front office. So at least there's just going to be some type of familiarity now and that's that's definitely something exciting for sure absolutely well alex do we still want Kawhi scoops on this podcast always or are we are we are we hating Kawhi now ah it, uh, it depends what kind of scoops are they what kind of Kawhi i am scoops? so i i am so torn with Kawhi leonard now because obviously san diego state alum i love san diego state i love san diego state basketball Kawhi leonard is one of my favorite players but now he's a clipper and I kind of I hate the Clippers. I've always hated the Clippers, especially since the whole Chris Paul thing. It's been they've 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 just really you know they're just they're on my hate list. And now Kawhi <laughs> Leonard's there, so I'm I'm just very torn about Kawhi Leonard. Not the Clippers. I don't want them to have any success. Um, I'm just so torn on Kawhi Leonard. But uh, yeah, so, so a scoop here in San Diego, where where I live and Kawhi lives, um, I know where he's going to be tomorrow. I might be in the same room with him tomorrow. What should I do? Okay, so first thing, first thing you have to see what he eats. Is what's he drinking? Okay. Is he is another trip to taco place? You got to let me know like what what kind of food he's eating. Okay, that so that's tomorrow is a t- tomorrow's a much fancier occasion. Ah, uh, okay. It's a Del Mar opening day. Like I'm not gonna tell you where he's gonna be, but I'll tell you that he will be there. Um, and Del Mar, by the way, is a very popular destination. I believe it was the first year the Warriors won with Kevin Durant. Steve Kerr showed up to Del Mar with the Larry O'Brien trophy and walked around with it and let, t- and let people take pictures with it. It was, <laughs> it was great. Um, so Del Mar is a very popular place for NBA players. Um, so I don't think he's going to be eating tacos tomorrow, oh. although, they do have, although they do have good fish tacos there. <coughs> there you um, go. Okay. So you want to see what he's eating? Definitely. That, that's on my, okay. my priority list right there is food. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to do that. So Del Mar, <laughs> uh, Kawhi will be at Del Mar tomorrow. I, I'm going to try and just, well, I'm going to try and talk to him and see, oh. you know, nobody else. No, he's never going to talk to me. He's never going to talk to anybody. But what I'm would you talk. ask him or what would you talk about? I, I, I legit would ask him, like, like, did, were you ever going to sign with the Lakers? I want to hear it from his <laughs> mouth. I, I will ask him that if I see him. I promise <laughs> you if I see him, like, dude, were you ever going to sign with the Lakers? And if, you know, he'll laugh me off or he'll, his handler might be like, you, can you not ask him questions? Like, whatever it is, I promise you I will ask him that if I see him tomorrow. 
yeah, he'll just put his giant hand in your face and kind of push you yeah. away. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I don't know. I'm just very curious to hear that from his mouth if he ever even answers it. So anyways, uh, Alex, this is great, man. I mean, we're going to find ways to fill this podcast and try and be enjoyable as much as we can during the dead season. It's so quick. I was thinking about that the other day. The NBA, man, like they don't spread anything out. It no. goes like finals, lottery, draft, you know, free agency. And then we are done. And then it's like, okay, now what do we do? We got summer league and that's gone. Yeah. So they just go boom, 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 boom. And then they just disappear. I'm sure we're going to go see like banana boat pictures at some point. You know, we're going to see some vacation pics. Yeah. It's, uh, or, it's workout season now. So we're going to see shoot like shooting in open gyms. We're going to see Kuzma changing his jump shot. Guys getting that. in shape. Yeah, so it's it's the fun part of our job now. So we will do our best to keep you updated on Space Jam 2 directors if they change again. It's the only podcast <laughs> on the Silver Screen Roll Network that has Kawhi Leonard, Food Scoops, Space Jam News, stuff That's like right. that. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, man. Well, I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86. Alex Rega, Alex Regla, excuse me, at Alex M. Regla. You can also catch his great work on silverscreenandroll.com, which he also said he just wrote something about the Lakers three-point shooting. Do you know what you're writing next? Uh, not them? yet. <laughs> yeah. It's the dead, yeah, I mean, it's it's like, dead of the season. Good luck, everybody. Season. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do so. I saw we're climbing the charts, Alex. Did you see that on Apple's podcast? Oh, Silver Screen and Roll is climbing. Nice. Climbing. So please subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever, Google Podcasts, wherever you catch your podcast. Hit that subscribe button. We're with you guys every Wednesday. Thank you all for tuning in. Alex, always a damn pleasure. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Alex.